are now locked in and listening to The Issue. This guy is a franchise quarterback, and no, I don't want to hear any pushback on that. It, it feels like a top 10 roster for me. It feels like it can win a championship. This is The Issue. Yo, what's up? We're back. It is December 29th. It's a Thursday. Another episode of The Issue. Uh, kind of a, a big one. We have a lot of NFL to talk. It's going to be fully NFL, pretty much how all of the shows have been recently. Uh, we're getting to the last two weeks of predictions. A little bit of college football, just because it's our last episode before we get to the New Year's. That'll be the, in the, you the, know, the, the college football playoff. Yeah, that'll, yeah. Be, that'll be in the news section, but... Uh, God, NFL, we're, we're getting teams clinching, getting teams mathematically eliminated. It is, Some teams uh, on the outside looking in saying, well, if we win out and they lose out right. and this team loses here, then we have a shot. A, a lot of yeah. a speculation, uh, who's going to make the playoffs, kind of those teams on the border. Uh, perfect day to give you our top ten. Um, so we're going to start the show like normal. Tim's going to have a rant on Philadelphia. They lose, but um, just kind of give the outlook what that means and how they can move forward. And then we're going to finish out the first segment with hits and misses. Um, and then in the second segment, that's when we're going to get you our power rankings for week or going into week 17, uh, top 10 NFL teams, and then the news to finish out the second. And in the third, we will have week 17 predictions and a little bit of a rant slash um, this or that with Tua. So Tua or, and we will give a couple of quarterbacks and compare um, just what we think Tua is, but overall, it's it's um, we have a lot to talk, and we're getting closer to that point where we're gonna have to go over some of our big predictions for the year. So like, yeah, at the end of I guess next week we'll have our last predictions. It'll be week eighteen, and then we will have to go back over our divisional predictions from like July. Uh, so Not gonna be good. Not no, gonna be good. We do have like one division that's perfect. The other ones we we need a little bit of movement. In we these, the Broncos these last two weeks. We had the Broncos winning the yeah, division. Yeah, we're just right? we're, we're not going to talk about the AFC West. But, that, was a, that was a tough one for us. So, like like you mentioned, the Eagles lost to the Cowboys. Dallas is playing pretty well, right? The offense is certainly clicking. Like I don't I don't think Dak is a top ten guy, top twelve for sure. Um, there's there's some flaws with the team, but the whole idea of of like you know, they're going to get to the playoffs, they're going to make some noise. They're certainly a top three team in the uh, NFC, right? I can't deny any of that. But all I'm hearing right now, right after this game, after this Eagles game, is oh my God, Jalen Hurts is undoubtedly the MVP. It's not even close anymore. That game showed you exactly why. Look at how bad Gardner was. Jalen would have won that game. Look how much better Jalen would have been. Hmm. If you've watched the show long enough, you you, you dig in. You kind of know what's coming, right? This is going to be a classic rant where I completely disprove everything that Twitter media is saying, right? About Jalen Hurts, all this, that, you know. There's more to the story than just stats. But I also watched the entire game, so the eye test and the stats, they kind of line up here. Let's take a look. The Eagles average about 23.5 first downs per game. Hmm. That's weird because Saturday they had 25 first downs. Okay, so Jalen averages 250 yards through the air. Gardner had 355. And before you say, oh, oh, but Tim, Jalen runs the football too. Jalen averages about 55 yards a game running. So not even over what Gardner threw for. Jalen's total wouldn't even be close. The team... The team averages six yards per play. That's weird, because Saturday they averaged six and a half. Well, maybe maybe he sucked on third down. That that must be it. He couldn't convert. That's a pressure down. A lot of that's what separates a lot of backups from starters. 
Nope, the team averages, you know, 48%. They converted 57% on Saturday. Didn't even get sacked. Now I know he had the two picks. One of them was a spectacular defensive play where they took it out of his receiver's hands. It was a good ball that the defender took out of the receiver's hands. And I, th- I want to say the other one was tipped. Right now, now, don't get me wrong. I would take Jalen all day long. But you can't tell me that Gardner didn't command the offense well. Put up 27 points on one of the best defenses in the game. You know, it's Micah Parsons. Right? Again, I would take Jalen all day over Gardner. I think the athleticism, the leadership, I think that's special. And I don't think Gardner ha- is exceptional in anything. I think he's good at a lot of things. I don't think he's special at anything. I think Jalen is special with his athleticism and his leadership. But if you held a gun to my head and, and told me that once Jalen wants paid, because that's kind of how this goes, right? That's kind of how this goes. Second or third year quarterback breaks out. By year four maximum, you're paying him, right? That, that's kind of how it goes. Even if they're... Kirk Cousins level. You still get paid after about four or five years. So if you held a gun to my head and said, Jalen's price tag, $45 million, right? That's that's probably about what it'll end up being, depending on when he gets paid. Probably even more. That's probably on the low end. And you told me that Gardner's is 18. <laughs> that, that's a tough decision to make. Right? That's one where I would lose sleep over it. Gardner for 18 or Jalen for almost 50? I mean, every, everyone wants to use that game as like a crowning moment for Jalen Hurts as the MVP of the league. Take Patrick Mahomes and, and, and sprain his throwing shoulder and then said Chad Henney into Dallas. And let me know how it goes. Seriously, the Chief wouldn't even compete. He'd get waxed. It would not be particularly close. Like, like, don't outthink the room here. Look, Jalen is very talented. I'd love to have him as my quarterback. If he told me tomorrow I could trade Kenny Pickett for Jalen Hurts straight up, I'd probably do it. I'd probably do it. But to say that his value is obvious from that game, to say that that game shows that he's the MVP, like that is absolutely nonsense. There's, there's no factual basis behind that whatsoever. Gardner played just as well, if not better. Okay, they lost by one score on the road to a really good football team. That's what happens in the NFL. That's what happens. Remember when the Chiefs went on the road and lost to the Colts? Huh, well, look at the Colts now. They suck, right? That's what happens in the NFL. You go on the road. That's a tough game. That's a tough game. You lose by one score. Put up 34. Right? That's a good football game from the Eagles. And that is not an indictment on Gardner Minshew. And that is not a crowning moment for Jalen Hurts. That's not what that game was. That was a very good football game between two very good teams. They're, they might meet again in the playoffs. And that is what it is. If you think that Jalen is the MVP of the league over Patrick Mahomes because of this game, you are out of your mind. You're out of your mind. It's not even close. It's Mahomes' award, period. The thing is with the MVP, and, and the thing that kind of, it, it, it boils my blood. When when a team will play, you know, exceptionally well, and then people want to turn around and point and say, oh, well, you know, they, they need to, they are the clear-cut MVP I've seen enough from, from one game. As opposed to oh, a yeah. whole season body of work in which it should be judged off of. Sure, Jalen has been really good all year. But I don't think he's been playing, like, the best of the league at the M- MVP level all season. I think it's Mahomes. They they rebuild his entire offensive line last offseason, ship off his, all his, his best weapons. receiver, a yeah. couple of his best receivers. He's got an all-new receiving core, new offensive line, somebody, and look at him. Somebody in Juju who's still kind of proving it in Kansas yeah. City. I mean, look at that team. They, they didn't even skip a beat. Mahomes is going to finish with one of his best statistical years. And here's what's impressive about it. He's how he's been able to alter his game. He went from over the top, big plays, big arm, mm-hmm. wild, against 
Houston, I don't even think he had a pass over 20 yards. He's become one of the most efficient quarterbacks he's, in the league overnight. He's reading defenses so much better. He's making the smarter throws. He's he, it's It all looks fantastic in right. Kansas City. And, and I'm not trying to take anything away from Jalen, but it's when people are saying that, I, I you scroll on Twitter right after that game, right? and everyone's like, if if you don't believe Jalen Hurts is the MVP of the league after this, I don't know what to tell you. I'm like, I know what to tell you. Look at the stats. Look at the numbers. Look at the numbers. They're the same team with Gardner Minshew and Jalen Hurts. Is Gardner Minshew the MVP of the league? Hell no. But he's a, he's a good quarterback. Great Damn backup. good quarterback. Great backup. Yeah. Probably even more like a, a low-end starter, I think. He'd yeah. be, I think he'd be a really nice bridge. Yeah, I think he'd so, be a too. really nice bridge I think I, I would definitely rank him above, like, a Teddy Bridgewater. Any sort 100%. of Any sort of, like, Andy bridge Dalton, quarterback. In that Mitch Trubisky. Mitch, yeah. Um, um, I would take, uh, I would, yeah. It's not even a question. Whatever. Um... All right, well, actually, let's get into uh, let's get into hits and misses then. Good week on the books. Here we go. All right, hit number one here. Back on our winning ways with the bets. Three and two this week. Um, we needed had that. we needed that. Yeah. Oh, it was that was that was big for us. We had the Giants come through. We had the prime time under come through. We had uh, oh god, the Bengals came through. The Bengals Both of covered, them yeah. near covers, near covers. We got the hook with the Giants at three and a half. They lost by three. Yeah. We had the Bengals at. Minus three and a half. They won by four. So close, <laughs> close on both. And then the primetime under was an easy one. In Pittsburgh, it was like two degrees. So yeah. that was an easy one. Uh, three and two on bets this week. Feels good to be back on the winning side of things. No, definitely. Um, I was watching. and I, I went back and I was like, okay. Because so every now and then, you know, you have to go check the bet slip. You, you, you lose track. Uh, especially when there are so many good games on. So I go to the Bengals one. They were up a ton. Yeah, by like and I was 22. like, that's a sure lock. Yeah. We're good on that one. Yeah. Uh, and then I just kind of stopped paying attention. I look back, and the Ravens are driving to win. No, no, no. Or not, not, Patriots. Or the Patriots are yeah. driving to win. Yeah, uh, down by four, yeah. I was like, I swear to God. I was like, are you serious? I know. I know. If they would if they would have scored, and that, that would have been a really bad beat. We but, sweat that one out a little but bit. But hey, it's okay. hey, we're back. We we're have back. had some bad, beep, bad beats. Good to have some walk on our side yeah. here. So. Yeah, every now and then. Uh, miss number one here. The Broncos have fired head coach Nathaniel Hackett. Thank Look, God. I think I think that's the right move, but wow, did we whiff on the Broncos. We had them, what, first or second in the division? Yeah. Making the playoffs, making a run. Uh, I mean, they were supposed to be good. I've never seen a quarterback drop off and be this bad after being so good for so long. An MVP quarterback. He comes. He has more weapons for like now. He has six years he's been an MVP quarterback. Denver is in trouble. That, that's another, I don't even know what you do. That's I don't know what you do. conversation, but... Check out check out the newsletter. I'm not going to give anything away, but something to chew on this week is, or like well, I guess was, uh, about about Denver and and what to do with the quarterback position. I have an idea. I'm not saying it's a good idea, but I floated it out there. Go sign up for the newsletter. Check that out. Yeah. Um, dang. All right. Hit number two. Zach Wilson never has been and never will be a franchise starting level quarterback in this league. Um, I said it from the very beginning. I don't even think he's a bridge anymore. I don't see I, it. I think. I don't think he's mature enough to be a bridge quarterback. I, I I don't. Is he good enough? Does he complete enough passes to be a quarterback in the NFL? I don't think he does. It's sad, but it's true. Like I think. I I was trying to root for him because I think, I, I think he's entertaining to watch when he's on. Yeah. He's really really good. You know he's got the arm. He can move a little bit. Um, but the performance is just flat out. But poor. here's the it's thing: it's just not good. It's this, not good. I said this a couple weeks ago. When you're that undersized. You have to do something really, really, really well. Like you have to be spectacular in in one sure. area, uh, like Kyler's mobility. Yeah, uh, Russell for years. You can't pick it apart. Ball. So like mobility, where does he stag in? Middle of the pack. I mean, yeah. he's yeah. he's not special mobile. Yeah, it's in middle of the pack. 
arm. He's not Josh Allen. He, he doesn't have a cannon arm. Top so, half, but not top five. Yeah, right. He doesn't have that one thing that sets him apart from everybody else. He doesn't make the best decisions. That's Joe Burrow, and that's Tom Brady. Yep. So, um, it's he needs he needs to find the one thing that he does really well and just kind of put all of your energy and effort into that. I was actually going to say that. It's like, you get, sometimes you got to be boring, right? Like, you look up and Joe Burrow's like got a very, very boring, like 70% completion percentage, 250 yards. But he wins. Three touchdowns. Like, very, very quietly methodical, almost, like I said, boring. But you have to hit the screen passes. You yeah. have to hit the, the slants. you got to hit the outs. Like, those are the easy throws. But that those equal wins in the end. That, that's a winning football team. Um, missed number two here. I think I said it about... Five, yeah, about five weeks ago now that Mike Vrabel might be a top five head coach. Look, I know there's not a lot of talent there. Um, he's starting like Malik Willis, who I think is bare minimum, like two more years of developing before he's even competitive as a starter. But it is what it is. They've lost five straight. They now drop to seven and eight. They're yeah. out of the playoffs as of right now because they don't have the tiebreaker against Jacksonville. Jacksonville's the four seed. They've dropped out. They're on the outside looking in. Does not look good for Tennessee. No. Doesn't look good for Tennessee. Uh, Derrick Henry has been very lackluster, too. It's like... The offensive line's not very good right now, either. No. It, uh, They're kind of falling apart everywhere. They are. And, and the one thing that they always did really well was create space and let Derrick Henry run. And, and yeah. when, when you can't do the one thing that your team is, you know, built Destined around... Destined to do, yeah. yeah. I mean, they're built around that. And Ryan Tannehill, or I guess Malik Willis, well, throws off yeah. of that. Right. So, um, 100%, 100%. When you can't do one, you kind of can't do the other. Right. Uh, so, tough in Tennessee. All right, hit number three here. We've said this multiple times, but Justin Herbert's way too good to not be a playoff quarterback. Mm-hmm. Um, looking at, you know, kind of the outlook at Brent Staley's job security, we said if they miss the playoffs again, that's with Justin Herbert, you can't have Justin Herbert miss the playoffs two straight years. It just can't happen. Yeah. Um, well, he doesn't have to worry about that. They clinched on Monday with a win, what, it was like 20-3 to three mm-hmm. over the Colts. Very, very easy, kind of a coast of a win. We expected that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're a much better football team. And like I said, Herbert is that guy. He's so special. Um, yeah. If you ask me tomorrow who I want to start my franchise with, I think it's probably Mahomes 1. There's a damn good argument for Herbert, too. I'd say it's right between Josh Allen and Justin Herbert. I think, Bur- yeah, but Burrow in that, too, though. They you got to put Burrow. We are, God, in, we, we are in, well, we're in such a lucky time in football, too, where we can have five, six of these great quarterbacks. You can make the you argument never, for Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, you never... I mean, how many leagues do you see that in? Or, and how many times in the NFL have you ever seen that, where there are just so many stars? Like, there, yeah, that there, there, there are, like, Lamar three, Jackson there are like three or four people that you can seriously include in an MVP race for this season. 100%. It is insane. And, and like I said, AFC alone, right? You're like, oh... Mahomes won, you know, Allen two, Herbert three, Burrow four. Lamar's won an MVP. Yeah. Trevor Lawrence might be the most talented out of all of them. <laughs> like, we, we nitpicked Tua, but, like, he completes almost 70% of his throws. Yeah. It's in, it's just crazy. It is crazy. It's insane right now. And, look, I, like I said, Willis is, like, two more years from even being competitive, but he's an athletic freak. Yeah, like, yeah. the talent right now is just off the charts. Yeah, it's awesome. Imagine if Russ would have actually been good. I don't. That would be sweet too. If you had that AFC West that we were predicting. My God. And Derek Carr is thought of as like the ninth best quarterback in the AFC. He's a damn good quarterback. He's you a top three in the flip NFC. Flip him to the NFC. Top he's three. Top, top, top three five. to five. Yeah, top, top five. Hundred percent. Uh, all right, miss number three here. I I can't explain actually this perk segue into Derek Carr. How how in God's name Derek Carr has been so bad though this year? Okay. I, I think it's I think it's a bad fit with McDaniel. I look. I'm not an X's and O's guy enough to know. What exactly isn't the fit? Like, why Carr's skill set and the scheme aren't matching Why aren't up. you winning, man? That's but it. they're just not. They're just not. He's a veteran quarterback. He's making, like, dumb mistakes. He's not playing well. 
I don't really know how to explain it. Right? I, I, I don't know. Wait, this is kind of newer too, because the last season Derek Carr was he's pretty good. Yeah. It, oh, he, he carried that franchise to the playoffs. Yeah. He carried that team. Um, but you know, it does kind of feel semi good because we had them in the basement for predictions, what? and then you have all of the the Raiders fanboys coming after us there. That's oh, the one thing we got Raiders right in the basement. basement. Yeah. Well, I, like. I mean, not, I guess not 100 right. They're above the the, the Broncos, but like you know, was, we had them, we had them being not a good, not a good, not a playoff football. Team. When we could kind of tell that they were going to be last in the division, I was so excited to like kind of end out the yeah. year and be like, yeah, like tag everybody that they commented and be like, yeah, I hope I did we're, save we're it. Actually, enough. they're yeah. like, hope you save these horrible predictions. Um, we did, but then the rest of the division kind of fell apart, so that yeah, kind of denotes it. Not so. a, not ideal. No. Um, all right, guys, don't go anywhere. On the other side of the break, here we'll have our top ten NFL teams. We'll get into some news at the end of the second segment. Of course, in the third, we'll have our predictions, and then the game of this or that. So don't go anywhere. Okay, second segment. The issue. It's the 29th. Merry late Christmas. If you didn't listen to us last week, when we actually wished you a Merry Christmas. Uh, you know, happy happy early New Year, I guess. Yeah. Um, you know, watch out. We got the we got the college football playoffs this weekend. Oh, gonna uh, be good. Very, very excited for that. We'll get to our predictions and we'll kind of discuss that in the news here in a little bit. But we're gonna start this segment with our top ten NFL teams going into week seventeen. Yeah. This is a look, you know, at the cumulative of the season. Um, but also you have to take into account trajectory. Mm-hmm. Right. For example, uh, you know, a team like Miami, who might right now be in the playoffs, but I don't love the trajectory of Miami. Having blown a lead against um, the Packers, lost what four straight now. So it's like yeah. they're not going to be. They've in been it. a little lethargic. They're not going to be in it. Yeah. I'm just going to tell you that right now. And I don't trust their quarterback down the stretch. So there's a bunch of factors here, but let's get right into it. Top ten NFL teams. Okay, let's go with number ten, Baltimore Ravens. Look, I, I I don't know how to explain it, but they're winning football games. They're winning football games. They can run the football. Their defense is at least serviceable. Um, I love their culture. I like their coach. And when Lamar gets back, I think they're going to be way more explosive. Now, here's the beauty of it, though. With their time of possession and with their defense, they don't have to be a 40-a-game type of team. No. Can they be a 27-a-game team with Lamar? Yes, they can. Absolutely. If so, I would want no part of them in the playoffs. Ravens at 10. Yeah, uh, their defense is really what kind of solidifies them in that spot, I think, yeah. because they can hold on to those tight games. And they have – I mean, very rarely does your kicker matter in your ranking – I feel like having Justin Tucker is an automatic. Like, that's got to give you a little bit of a boost because yep. anywhere from sixty yards, you're good. Like late game, late game. If you can just get to the forty-five, you're in business. Exactly. Just get to the forty-five, you're in business. Number nine, the Jaguars. Look, I, I love Doug Peterson as the head coach. I think their skill guys on the outside are underrated. I like Kirk and I like Zay Jones, um, and their defense has been playing really well, especially from a pass rush standpoint. Uh, which I think is really important. And no quarterback has been better than Trevor Lawrence over the last seven weeks. Yeah. He's like 110 pass rating. I think he's got like 15 touchdowns. Or no, actually 16 touchdowns, no pick, or one pick in that span. So he's been really, really good. The Jaguars are a, are an ascending football team. They're just coming to their own. And again, I would want no part of them in the playoffs because it's so possible that you outplay him for three and a half quarters and you lose because Trevor Lawrence is that good. Yes. and, and that's, you, what, that's what happened to Dallas. That's what happened to Dallas. Exactly. And, and you mentioned the pass rush. 
the pass rush kind of got Dak off of his way a little bit. And got him we, off his spot. We know exi- we know how important a pass rush is, especially in late season, especially in the 100%, 100%. playoffs, when you can generate that pressure. And plus, right. it's covering up a lot of the blemishes that they have in their secondary. Right. Uh, so their corners are looking a lot better than they actually are, I think. Yeah, they um, have that, uh, that Tyson Campbell, I want to say his name is. Either way, he's like a, a rookie or a young cornerback. Nobody's talking about it. He's been better than... I don't know, name name your young corner, but he's been better than Sertan. He's been better than J.C. Horn. Yeah. All the young corners right now, he's been better than, and nobody's talking about him. So right. they've been they've been good on the back end uh, in spots as well. But like you said, helped out with the pass rush. Oh yeah. All right, number eight. Let's go with the Chargers. Uh, Justin Herbert. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say. Yeah, I, I. So same thing with Lawrence. You could outplay them for two and a half hours and still lose because Herbert just puts on a cape like he did against Tennessee. Yeah. I mean that throw on the run to Michael Williams was insane and. What's good about the Chargers is they're getting healthy at the right time. Mm-hmm. Their center's coming back. There's a chance Rashawn Slater could come back for playoffs, although it's looking doubtful, but still a chance. Uh, your top two receivers are finally healthy. Darwin James, also, although he got, you know, ejected from the game Monday, which was a, I don't think it was the right call, but either way, um, he's healthy. The pass rush is getting healthy. I mean, so they're getting healthy in the right spots yes. going into the playoffs, so that's good for the Chargers, Chargers at 8. And just kind of um, Justin Herbert is looking very Mahomes-esque, right? Like, end of game, yep. Yep. it really comes down to the clock and who gets the ball last. Because if Justin Herbert's getting the ball last they're and winning. they're only down a score or if they just need to tie, that game's going to overtime where the Chargers are winning. Yeah, 100%. Uh, at number 7 here, let's go with Minnesota. I think they're slightly better than the Chargers right now because I know – what I'm getting from the skill pieces. Like, there are games where, although Mike Williams and Keenan Allen are healthy now, that they just won't show up. They're just, they're just not a factor. Yeah. Um, and I also I like Minnesota's consistent run game a little bit better. Down Cook, I think, is a slightly better back than Eckler. Um, this is a coin flip game for me. If it's on neutral turf, I'll take Minnesota by, like, a field goal. That's why they're ahead of the Chargers. I like Kirk Cousins. I like their weapons. Now, their defense is piss poor. Yeah, but. It- it is what it is. It's an offensive league, and they can score points. And they've proven that they can come back from huge deficits, too. Right. Setting a new NFL record, being down 33 nothing, and then being able to pull yourself back is a feat in itself. Um, so, yeah, I mean, Vikings, and they've played well all year. They've played up right. to expectations and exceeded them. So. so so people want to tell me, oh, well, they've been in all these close games. If they're so good, like, why are all the games close? I don't care, really. I don't. I don't. The thing is, good teams win close games. Yeah. Okay, they find a way to win week in and week out. Whether that's a 61-yard field goal, whether you get a couple pick sixes, whatever, right? They're finding a way to win. Yep. At number six, Dallas. Now, Dallas isn't higher because I think they only have one way to win. Now, you saw it this weekend. They could score points. But I think the way to win, especially as we get into the playoffs, they have to run the football and they have to play good defense. That's why they're not higher. But you can't deny the talent. Micah Parsons, Dak is certainly a B-plus quarterback. Uh, good receivers, two good backs. Mm-hmm. Trayvon Diggs on the back end is really, really nice. Um, they get a pass rush. They rotate about seven guys in the defensive line, fresh bodies. So it's a good football team. It's a talented football team. They're not higher because I think they have a script to win, especially as they go into the playoffs. That's gonna, the, the top teams can win multiple ways. And that's going to tack on a lot of limitations. Right. I mean, when you play a team that can hit you with multiple ways of winning, like a, like a Cincinnati, if they see them um, you know, yep. in, in the in the Super Bowl, if they were to make it there. Or I don't like, like San that Francisco. Or, right. Yeah, or San Francisco on the way, too, in the playoffs. Um, yeah, I, I just don't see how a one-dimensional team can 
really make a bid to go all that far. Right. But they're super talented, so they definitely deserve to be at six. They've played yeah. well. They're really, really talented. Not oh, taking anything sure. away from them. I mean, I, they're beating the Vikings. They're beating the Chargers. They're beating the Jags. And I think they beat the Ravens. So. And I think it'd be really, really close against San Francisco. I'll take San Francisco because they run the football a little bit better, but it'd be a close game. Yep. At number five, that is San Francisco. Right. Uh, look, they're not higher because Brock Purdy. I'm not sure exactly what I'm getting. Uh, he is slightly limited, but at the end of the day, he gets the ball out on time, and it's accurate. They can run the football. Their defense, I think, is probably the best in the league. Oh, easily. Uh, I, I mean, Fred Warner and, and uh, Kinlaw, the, the linebackers, are just un- – or Greenlaw, Dre Greenlaw. Unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable. They have an all-pro level player at every single level. Uh, Hufunga on the back end. You got Fred Warner and, and Greenlaw. You got Nick Bosa, who is he your defensive player of the year? It, it's he's he's got it's be him one. or Micah. It's yeah. it's certainly he's got an argument. You got Debo, he'll he'll be back. George Kittle, C Mac. I mean, they're loaded. They're yeah. loaded. Brandon Ayuk. So, um, like I said, the only reason they're not higher is I'm not sure if I can trust Brock Purdy to go on the road in a playoff game. If somebody's coming to him, I'll take San Fran all day. Now, if he has to go on the road to Philly, I don't love that. That's, I don't, a that, really that's not a good matchup. matchup. Yeah, uh, especially because the Eagles play a really tough physical defense like the 49ers right um yeah that's a tough one but 49ers at five i think they're fitting in there perfectly right now and they have a lot of room to move up to if if brock can you know if i see brock go ahead and win us in a win a playoff game i'd probably put him at one yeah because i think that's the best roster in the league i think so too uh number four let's go with the bills I, i i like the bills but i think they're a little bit overvalued they can't run the football consistently the line is pretty average to below average um, and I do like their defense but they are a little bit weak in the secondary which is weird considering the talent they have back there Tredavious White um, I want to say Micah Hyde's out for the year but Jordan Poyer's in or, or maybe he's out and Hyde's in they have one of their two really really nice safeties their top uh, DB they have Matt Milano they have a good defensive front but they're not playing up the expectations yeah. and they can't run the football but you have to respect what they can do on the outside you have Josh Allen Stephon Diggs um, Gabe Davis, who has been streaky this year, but I trust in big spots. He's going to make the play. Um, so they're, they're, it's an explosive offense, but I'm not sure how well it's going to travel if they have to go to a Cincinnati, if they have to go to a you know a Kansas City. Yeah. Um, I mean, we've seen them stack up against Kansas City and lose the last two years. Right. And a lot of that has been problems in the secondary. So if you're still going to kind of have those issues, I, I expect a lot of the same thing. If you're not going to – you know, if, if you keep attacking the same problem with the same – uh, plan the same scheme and it's, it keeps ending in the same result that's kind of the definition of insan- insanity, insanity. Right. Um, so the Bills I, I have seen a lot of rankings that have them at like two I think that's a little I mean, inflated the, I think NFL or maybe it's Bleach Report or whatever if you post their power ranks they're at one so I'm like I yeah. just don't I don't see that I don't see that <laughs> they're, they're certainly a really really good football team if they ran the table in the AFC and went to the Super Bowl would I be surprised absolutely not not even close we have them in the Super Bowl so yeah I mean the Bill, Josh Allen has to account for I'd say 90% of that predict- that, of that ranking of being at number 100%, one. 100%. 100%. At number three, let's go with the Eagles. Um, we, they, they are human, right? The defense got exposed a little bit versus Dallas. But at the end of the day, that's a really good football team. They're going to run the football. Great line play on both sides of the ball. They have talent on the outside. A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith's a freak. Yeah, he is. Um, they, it's a good secondary most of the time. So they got exposed a little bit. It happens. You go on the road against a good team. It is what it is. It's going to happen. Um, but it is a factor, right? I think that's... That's why I don't put them at one. And also going into the playoffs here, I have to see Jalen Hurts and Nick Sirianni win a playoff game before I can crown them. Like the two people, the two teams above uh, above the Eagles have won playoff games with the coach and quarterback pairing. They've they went on the road, won playoff games, came from behind in big spots. I haven't seen that yet from Sirianni and, and Jalen Hurts. So that's why they're not higher. Right. 
All right, number two, let's go with the Bengals. It was a coin flip between them and the Chiefs. Uh, I I trust Mahomes a little bit more, and I trust Andy Reid a little bit more. That's yeah. I mean, it's it's close. Look, I like I said, I think Burrow's better on third down, but would Mahomes been able to do transform? From an, an entirely big play offense to now he's one of the most efficient quarterbacks in the league. That's going to travel really well going into the playoffs. So that's why they're one. Bengals are two because they've been beat up a little bit. Defense has shown they're kind of human. Uh, mostly they're good in the second half, but they lost it yeah. uh, in New England. Thank God they were able to save it. But uh, I don't know. Bengals at two, Chiefs at one feels right. You could convince me Bengals at one, Chiefs at two. It, it's a coin flip for me. I'll go with the more proven quarterback and coach combo. Yeah, see, I was... I was between thinking Bengals won, Chiefs two, just because they have that win. I'm not sure that's like such a sh- hmm. because I think that's more of a matchup thing. Do you, right. you know what I mean? So right. like I think that the Bengals matchup is really really well against the Chiefs. Yeah, you put them against a really high caliber team, and I, so I mean they, I, they like a Bengals Bills game like we're gonna see this week. That's I can't wait to watch it. I cannot wait to watch. That's going to be very telltale of of these rankings here. So, and we could see that move. The Bengals have beat the Chiefs three straight times, but if they played, if you if you take out ten times, five and five, six and four, maybe Probably. like it's it's really really close. I mean, three really and zero is a statistical anomaly. I would I would have to think. And they've right? all been really really close. They've all been really close football games. So, and I like Burrow and I like Mahomes. So, that's our top ten. We got the Ravens at ten, Jags at nine, Chargers at eight, Vikings at seven, Dallas at six. We get San Fran at five, Buffalo at four, Philadelphia at three, Cincinnati at two, and Kansas City as the number one team in the NFL here going into week 17. Um, all right, so let's, let's, uh, let's hop over to some news, kind of see what's shaking in the uh, in the football world now. All right, let's start with story number one here. Uh, obviously, plenty of teams are clinching and being eliminated from you know the NFL playoffs, but Justin Herbert and the Chargers clinched a playoff spot Monday with a big win over the Colts on the road. Uh, I mean, so, first of all, what are your thoughts on the Chargers and their outlook going forward? Um, I, it's a little uncertain, but I I at least expected a playoff berth, right? So That was bare so, minimum for me. So that that's a check. At least, you know, Brandon Staley gets to stay in Los Angeles for a little bit longer and coach the right. Chargers. Um, but I think going forward... You know, they do have some glaring issues. Like you mentioned, their weapons aren't all that reliable all of the time. Right. Uh, So Justin Herbert's forced to do a lot more than I think he should be. Uh, Plus, when they can't get the running game going, they seem to stall out a little bit. Um, the AFC is wildly competitive, though. So I think into the playoffs, they maybe maybe squeak out and win a game. But I don't don't see them going all that far this year. So just because we have a little bit of time, let's just look at the AFC quarterbacks. Right, so just actually, let's go top ten quarterbacks in the league. Don't even don't even worry about conference. So what? Probably like Mahomes one. I'll go Burrow two, Allen three, Herbert four, Jalen somewhere in there. Jalen Hurts somewhere in there. I'd say Rogers somewhere in there. Yeah. Um, Lamar when he's healthy. Lamar when he's healthy. But Trevor Lawrence right now. T. Law, yeah. Um. I mean, there's a. I mean, who else? We Dak. I'll probably throw in there. Yeah. And. Uh, I I don't know who else. Either way, so out of those nine, six of them are in the AFC playoffs. Yes. Six. So it's going to be a, it's going to be a tough road to get because Lamar Lamar will be back, Burrow will be back, or Burrow is Burrow's in. Um, Mahomes obviously, Herbert now, T Law leads the division. He's in. It's going to be in, tough. That's insane. It's going to be tough. So that's insane. That's why I, I 
not quite sure what to think about them going forward. I, I think they I have know. the potential. They have a high ceiling, but then they also just have pitfalls that you can't have in such a highly competitive conference. Right. I don't see how it goes. Story number two here, uh, as previously mentioned, the Denver Broncos have parted ways with Nathaniel Hackett after 15 games. Uh, the team was a disastrous 4-11 and under Hackett, finishing his time there with a 51 to 14 shelling of a loss to the Rams mm. on uh, what was that Sunday? Yeah, on Christmas, not a very good present. He gets fired, obviously, what well, Monday, I think. Yeah, like right after that. It did not take long, of course. We didn't expect it to. Um, is there in recent memory a worse tenure of a coach? I don't think so. I, I mean, you come I can't in, think of you one. come in unproven, you. You get a you take what, what was a think, Hall of Fame quarterback. It, what you think is like you know a really good MVP level quarterback and somebody that you can you know kind of build a team around and and he just with everything on his side couldn't get it done. So I mean, I think the best thing that Denver has done all year is fire Hackett. Uh, yeah. So, so now you need to look for the right guy at the helm. You need you need to go offensive first of all because that's the I'd go experience <laughs> experience offensive head coach. Hear me out. Jason Garrett. No, I know you think it's hear, crazy. I could hear the argument. He won I guess. the division for years with Dallas. Now it was a little bit of a mess, but I mean, look what he did with Daniel Jones. Now, obviously, they they moved on, but when when he he had Daniel Jones for I think a year or two in New York as the offensive coordinator, there was like a, there was like a year where he had like two fumbles in the last eight games or something like that. Like yeah. he, he was able to stop the the turnover issue with Daniel Jones. So look, sounds crazy. They need answers Who, what, in Denver. I mean, we want to go offensive. You're probably, you probably should go for experience. That's, that's not just floating around in the market. No, yeah, you can't go for somebody that has to come and improve themselves again. Like, that oh, just crashed and burned. Oh, Sean Payton. Sean Payton wants no part of that job. No part of that job. Mm-mm. If I'm Sean Payton, I'm, I'm going for the Dallas job. When The Dallas that job, eventually if, the, if that goes, um, if they decide to move up Brandon Staley, which I don't think they will now that they got to the playoffs, but it's... I, I, I sure I wouldn't pick. Denver. Because Sean no. Payton, he's I'm, making good money and has a really good job with Fox. So he doesn't even have to get a job this offseason. He can wait around and, uh, again for another cycle. He can be picky. He can he can pick and And he should be picky. Yes. Um, but I, like this Denver situation, they are screwed with, with the money they're paying Russ. They can't really get rid of him. We were talking a little bit before we started. What do you do? You, you are so stuck. If you were the head coach inheriting that, you know we've graded the uh, coaching vacancies. We'll probably do that again yeah. uh, this yeah. year. So this has to be bottom, right? Like, has this has to be, to be like, has to be. like, you don't want to go in here. No, no. That's why I think Jason Garrett, because he's kind of viewed that he's not a very good coach. I think he's actually a pretty good coach. But he could play fix-it guy. He could play fix-it guy, turn it around, get you to 9-8 and eight within two years, and then and then you move off him for a better, younger coach who actually wants to go there, who has and more I mean, potential. You are in a division with Mahomes. You're in a division with Herbert. Like, you don't have time to sit around and wait. You right. have to go get this talent now. Jason Garrett's respected. He brings the temperature in the room down. I don't think it's a crazy idea. Either way, story number three here. Uh, North Carolina stud quarterback Drake May, rumored to have received two separate five-plus-million-dollar-a-year offers from other schools if he transferred now. Does this not fall under the tampering umbrella? And if it does, like, what is the NCAA going to do about this behavior? They don't have any, like, guidelines or any framework set up. If they're in the portal, that's one thing. If you're poaching, trying to poach guys from, that are are firmly in another program, that's another. That's tampering. Yeah. You have to put your foot down on on something, right? You have to draw a line. You have to set boundaries. Because this NIL thing, I love it. 
I, I love the I, I love that the players can get paid for this. Fantastic. But there had there has to be some sort of guardrail. There has to be some sort of precedent set where yeah. you, there are things that you can do and things that you can't do. And because it's not in the writing, I feel like the college football is just kind of let, going to let them go. I agree. I don't. Which I don't. I don't, they, I don't they, think they, is the best way to do it. You have to do something about the tampering. That that's a problem. If he actually got five million dollar year offers to probably from an SEC school, I would imagine. Probably. Probably can't. from a uh, coach that last name rhymes with Aben. Maybe I would go more. What about Jimbo Fisher? Ah. Now hear me out, right? They went four and eight. He's trying to kind of save his job a little bit. They had an awful year. He's been down in recruiting a little bit. People are transferring away. Yeah. I don't know. Throw a little I, money. Either way, it's not the right thing, and and I, college football needs to put a stop to it like immediately. I agree. One good thing about college football is the playoffs. So story number four here. Uh, I guess this is the last episode before the college football playoffs. So let's go ahead and, and make our prediction. So we got what Michigan and TCU at four o'clock on ESPN, followed by uh, Ohio State and Georgia at eight o'clock, also on ESPN. So I'll go ahead and take Michigan. Like uh, over too. TCU, and then I'm going to go with the upset here: Ohio State over Georgia, and I'll take Michigan over Ohio State in the rematch of the game. Okay, I like uh, I like Georgia. Georgia, I like. And I think Georgia it's going to be Michigan, Georgia, and I'm not 100 set on who wins that because yeah. that's going to be that be a good game. That's going to be do, fantastic. If they do meet, that would be a good game. Yeah, yeah, and I think it probably will end up like that. I don't know. I don't know if Ohio State has it. I don't know. We'll see. That's just a, it's a total guess. Being being a little ballsy out there. So Either we'll, way, we'll hey. A new face. We don't have the Crimson Tide in it, which is, I think, Feels a win. Good. That's a win for all of college Feels football. It's good to see TCU and Max yeah. Duggan. That's a good story. He's, he's, he's an NFL quarterback. I'm not sure he's a starter, but he's an NFL quarterback. And TCU making it in is way better of a watch than like when Cincinnati made 100%. it in. Yeah, uh, they'll compete. I think they actually have a, a pretty good shot. And they'll at least be really, really competitive with Michigan. But I like Michigan overall in that game. Yeah. Um, all right. Yeah, that's, uh, that's about all we got for the news there. Um, whenever we come back, we will do our predictions, obviously, for Week 17. Then we'll get into a little bit of this or that Tua Tagovailoa edition. What's up? We are back. Third segment of the issue on December 29th. Um, so we have our Week 17 predictions this week and the next week, and that's it. Uh, the NFL season is coming to a close. Um, it is sad. I, I do enjoy our prediction segments. Yeah. Um, I mean, we'll have our predictions for, for playoffs when we get there, but it's not the same. Right. It, when same. you can just go through an entire week of football, predict, and then you get to watch Scott Hansen break it all down on oh, NFL Scott. Red Zone. Hey, and there's no Saturday games. There's no uh, there's one th- there's a Thursday night game and a Monday night game. You just have to pick everything one, else on Sunday. One day to be a degenerate, and that is that, that's the everything day else of the week on to, Sunday. Yes. We, will, we will get an octo box. I can't wait. It's been too it, long. It's been. Scott. I think it's, it's been, been like too it's long, been like Scott. two straight weeks without an octo box. I think even more. It's been way too long. It may I'll have been. Um, yeah, two weeks feels like two months. Um, but we will start with our week 17 predictions here in this segment. And then to finish it off, we have, you kind of have another rant on Tua and that will lead to um, this or that Tua edition. So we will go through a couple quarterbacks and decide if we would rather have them or if we would rather have Tua, what, for the next five years? Is that five what Five years, doing? yeah, five years. Okay, so for the next five years. All things included. All, so salary. All things included. Salary, uh, what team. So like it's. Coach, basically Dolphins, right? Yeah, yeah. Coach, um, so yeah, all, all things included. All right, all right. So let's go. Week seventeen predictions. Not too many of them left. Let's get going on it. All right. First off, K 
Cowboys traveling to Tennessee Thursday night football. We're both going to take the Cowboys. First of all, they're a better football team. They're a little bit more healthy right now. The offensive line is getting healthy. Um, the Titans are banged up, so they're missing Tannehill for the season. So they're going to go with Malik Willis, who I think, again, is a year and a half to two years out from being competitive as a starter. Offensive line's beat up. Receiving core's beat up. Secondary's beat up. So the Cowboys are a healthier, better team. I think they win going on the road in Tennessee. Yeah, I think so too. Tennessee, we were talking about it a little bit earlier. They kind of have lost their way from what they do really well. Um, and the Cowboys, they do have that that nice one-two punch that they can hit you with with Zeke and Tony Pollard. Even though Zeke isn't, right. you know, up to he's what still, he's, he's being still a good paid. Bag. Still a good bag. He's so. just a little bit overpaid. Yeah. A lot of bit overpaid. Yeah. Um, the one-two but punch I, though is good. Yeah, I like the Cowboys over the Titans and a struggling Tennessee. Right. All right, let's go with the New Orleans Saints at. The Eagles, we're both going to take the Eagles. They're a better yep. football team. I don't know who I'm getting a quarterback. Is it Andy Dalton or Taysom Hill? doesn't matter. Neither of them are very good. Uh, even if Minshew starts for the Eagles, I'll take the Eagles at home to win over the Saints. Yeah, I was going to say, either of the quarterbacks that start in New Orleans don't like it. Either of the two quarterbacks that start for Philadelphia. Like it. I like it. Yeah. Uh, Gardner Minshew's a gamer. He, he yeah. gives me a lot of Taylor Heineke vibes. Yeah, Taylor Heineke. I think he's, where he just he's about on the in. same level as Taylor Heineke. He's he just, might be a little bit better even. He's just very chippy, very competitive, yeah. ultra competitive. Comes in, yeah. wins games. Um, so, yeah. I've done this before, but if you look at his stats and Baker's stats, they're the same quarterback. They yeah. both went to, well... Uh, Gardner Minshew went with under Mike Leach. Yeah. Lincoln Riley started his coaching from Mike Leach. They're very, very similar systems. They yeah. in college very similar systems, very similar numbers. In the pros, very similar numbers. So yeah, it's interesting. Um, I've done that before. I'll have to do that again sometime. Yeah, if you want to find that, that's on our Instagram. Uh, you just have to oh, scroll yeah, for a it's while. Down there, but I do remember doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Right, let's go with the Browns at the Commanders. You'll take the Browns. I'm guessing, hoping Deshaun Watson comes out of his slump. I'll take the Commanders because it's a better overall team. I I don't feel great about it. I think their defense is clicking, though, so I'll go with the Commanders. Yeah, I don't feel good about taking the Browns either. I feel like this is one of those toss-up games. I think we yeah. have another one of these coming up. Yeah, we do. Um, but, yeah, I mean, the Browns have a have a running game, you know. They, they have good backs, and that's really all I can hang my hat on because we haven't seen much uh, upside with Deshaun, so that looks like a miss, too. Well, it's, I mean, we... Not a miss for us, but just a miss, miss for the for, Browns. Yeah, miss for the Browns. It's, we kind of guessed this. Like, the, he was out of football for so long. It, it's so, so hard. You, we take two weeks off the podcast, and, and you come back, it's and you different. have to you have to get back into yeah. it. You have to get the flow back. Right. Let alone two years out of the most competitive league in all of sports right. in the United States, right. in the NFL. All right, let's go with the Panthers at the Bucks. We'll both take the Bucks here. Um, I, I thought about the Panthers, but it's in Tampa Bay, so that's why I'm going to go with the Bucks. Yeah. Um, at home, they've been a, a much better team than on the road, so I'll just I'll bank on that, I guess. Yeah, I, I'll take Tom Brady over I Sam, guess, Sam Darnold. Yeah. Um, it, it's just I, I don't fully trust Brady at this point. I've seen a lot of either. bad from Tampa, yeah. and he's fed up. You can just tell he's yeah. done with that system. Yeah. Uh, so, but against the Panthers, who's such an inferior opponent to to Tom, at least right. maybe not to the team as a whole. I'm going to go with Tampa. Let's go with the Browns of the Lions. Or, I'm sorry, Bears of the Lions. We'll both take the Lions. Yeah. Other uh, better football team. I think the Bears at this point probably packing up for the year, hoping to see maybe they can get that top pick. Better coach. Yeah. Better they, quarterback. More yeah. consistent quarterback, more I guess. More consistent quarterback. Not as high of a ceiling, but. Right. Consistent. Right now he's a better quarterback. Jared Goff's a better quarterback than Fields right now. Yes. Yeah. Um, and, you know, a really good pass rush. Really, really, really good nice pass rush. Really nice pass rush. Good weapons. So, yeah, I mean, the Lions are better at pretty much every every phase. Yeah. We don't pick the Bears too much this season no. on the show. All right, let's go with the Cardinals at the Falcons. Uh, we're split on this one. You'll take the Cardinals. I'll go ahead and take the Falcons being at home. I think they're going to be able to run the football. Uh, the the front seven for Arizona is relatively weak, so I think you're going to be able to run the football. And I'll take uh, you know the Falcons to, to run the football. 
Arizona will fall behind. Playing from behind with a backup Trace McSorley is not their game, so I'll take the Falcons in a close one. Yeah, this game does not... I don't feel good about taking the Cardinals in any stretch. Um, Not having Kyler... I think it's Trace McSorley starting. Yeah, so... But Desmond Ritter on the other side, so... That's not good either. The thing is, like... Arizona has the weapons. They just yep. don't have anybody to distribute the ball to those weapons. No, Even I don't Kyler like their coach. He can't, can't throw all that way. I mean, he's he's, he's okay, a pretty but... good passer, but, I mean, by no means is he elite. No. So, um, I don't know. I don't it's, like their coach it, either. I don't like Atlanta. I never bet Atlanta. So, I'm just going to stick with that, Cardinals. Fair. All right, Dolphins at the Patriots. You'll go ahead and take the Dolphins. I'm going to take the Patriots at home. They're actually getting two and a half points. That's interesting for betting. Uh, for me, I wouldn't really touch the game. But either way, the Patriots at home, it's going to be cold weather. Mm-hmm. We know how Tua does in cold weather, although he did play well at Buffalo. But once the snow started, it went downhill. So I'll take the Patriots at home in the cold over the Dolphins. What do you think? Uh, I'll go Dolphins just because I like their weapons and I like their – they have the ability to pop at any point in the game. That's fair. Uh, they have the the big playability. I don't think that New England really has that. Um I'm not a big fan of Mac Jones. I like Tua more than Mac Jones. Slightly, yeah. Uh, so I'll roll with with Miami. All right, Broncos at the Chiefs. We'll both take the Chiefs. Broncos suck. Yeah, that's um, that's fairly easy. They're not very good. Uh, Jaguars at Texans. Once again, we'll take the Jags. Even if it's in Houston, I don't care. Um, Jacksonville actually only laying four points. It's a good bet. We like that. Uh, next one, we got the Colts at the Giants. We're both going to take the Giants here. I mean, the Colts are they're. I I, I will say. It's an interesting matchup between their defense and Daniel Jones. Mm-hmm. The, can they force him into some turnovers? Because if so, it could go sideways for New York. But I'll take New York to run the football. Their front seven will probably control the line of scrimmage. So I'll take the Giants close. Yeah, I like that. Um, there's not much you can hang your hat on in Indianapolis. Uh, the Colts are just an absolute tire fire. So yeah. uh, Niners at the Raiders. I think the Raiders now being eliminated are, are going to take a step back. They're going to the, you know, yeah. the motivation is just not really there. It's a very emotional team with Carr at the helm too. So. They probably feed off some of that, and without there really being a chance to make the playoffs, I think they kind of take a step down. Niners win relatively easily. Oh, quite handily. Yeah, they have the best defense, and, I mean, their offensive weapons are nothing to play with. So Yeah. Uh, Jets at the Seahawks. Seahawks have had a very tough last month, month and a half. Been a bit of a uh, roller coaster. Well, Geno's getting exposed. When he doesn't have a running game and when he can't throw off play action as easily, this is what happens. And I, I, don't th- I think that's going to be the same here. You can basically take DK Metcalf out of the game because Sauce Gardner is going to be on him. That's so. Who's he going to throw to? And Kenneth Walker is either hurt or still banged up, so the running game's not going to be as good. Yeah, I'll take the Jets. Yeah, Jets. Um, I don't like banking on the Jets. Uh, I don't exactly like what they're doing over there, but against the Seattle, <laughs> right? Um, let's go with the Vikings at the Packers. So the Vikings have been playing every game close. Now they've been winning a lot of them, but I worry about going on the road to Lambeau. Yeah. Can they win one of those close games? Because think about, and it's not going to be prime time, but it is going to be getting into like nighttime territory. So it starts at sure. 425. And so by the time you're getting in the fourth quarter, that's a dark football game. Feels People like a primetime game. Feels like a primetime game, getting rowdy. And last time that they played a primetime game at night, they got, what, trounced by... Um, Dallas, I think that was a 425 game. And then when they went to Philadelphia. Yeah. So going to Philly, it's going to feel very, very similar in the cold Lambeau tundra. So I will take the Packers to win by about a field goal. You're taking the Vikings. You feel good about it? I like the Vikings. I don't feel good about it. Um, Because I know how Kirk tends to shrink in big games. But I do think this is a very big defining moment for the season for Minnesota. Right? Yeah, they they, they could put a stamp on it and end Green Bay's chances at playoffs. Right. So this is a big game. 
you need to you need to hold Green Bay out of the playoffs if you're yep. Minnesota. Just yep. just for pure looks. Your division rival, for sure. You haven't been able to beat them for how many years? Um, so I think the Vikings. I don't love Barely. the pick, but I, I I like the Vikings. All right, uh, Rams at the Chargers. We'll both take the Chargers here. They're a better football team. The Rams uh, are just yeah. There's not much to say. Rams on that aren't one. very good. The defense is starting to play a little bit better, but I don't think that's going to. Their really offense is still spiraling. Yeah, it's it's not very good. <laughs> I, I know they scored 51 points, but that that that's one of those games where it's like you, you don't take a whole lot from that. Well, when I don't you get feel... when the ball is given to you on the 25 every single time. Yeah. I mean, they had three drives that started within the 30. Yeah. So that's <laughs> yeah. That's, that's what you'll get. All right, uh, Steelers at the Ravens. We're going to take the Ravens. I like the Steelers. I think they're a very good football team, and I know that they outplayed the Ravens last time they played them, but then three red zone interceptions from Mitch, and I know Kenny's playing, but that's a tough spot on the road, prime time for a rookie quarterback. Oh. Um, so I will take the Ravens slightly. I don't feel good. This is going to be an ugly football game, I think. This is another like, 16-13 type of game. Yeah. Um, but I'll take the Ravens by that three margin. Yeah, I like I like the Ravens too. I was looking for something to, to pick the Steelers and says something to like give a little bit of hope for Pittsburgh. Nothing. Um uh, Kenny Pickett going into a hostile, hostile environment yeah, in Baltimore. Yeah. He hasn't played there yet, let alone late season. Yeah, he um, hasn't played there yet well. So there's just there's not a lot of things that line up to make you take the Steelers. Yeah. Right, let's go with the Bills at the Bengals. You'll take the Bills I'll go with the Bengals at home. Game of the week. Uh, game of the week, easily. Cannot wait week. to watch it. That's the Monday night game. I I don't know how I feel about it. Like I said, I'll take the Bengals because they're at home. And Joe Burrow, his precision, his accuracy is going to kind of expose uh, what I think is a, a relatively weak, overrated and weak secondary in, in, in Buffalo. But we'll see. Maybe I'm crazy. You're taking Buffalo. Why? Josh Allen, the Josh Allen effect, and um, what happens when he can turn it on. I mean – I love Joe Burr, and I love the I love the Bengals, and I think they're a really good team. But I don't. I'm not sure. I'm not 100% sold on them being over the Bills just yet. It's fair. Um, we'll see. I don't know. It, it'll be. It'll definitely be the game of the week. That's the one I'm watching Monday night. I agree. I'm really hoping I win that one. I'll take a victory lap on uh, next Thursday's yeah, show. We'll see. But uh, I do want to take yet another victory lap lap around this whole Tua situation. So I'll agree that Tua. He's starting quarterback. I think he's starting quarterback in the league. Anywhere, you know, to, to be a to be a bona fide starter, not one of those kind of rotational where, you know, they're really, really looking for the next guy. Like a Taylor Heineke, like a Daniel Jones, right? Um, like, like the Falcons, right? That They have a starting quarterback, yes. Are they real starters in the NFL? No. I will say, too, as a top 20 guy. Those are the guys where they're probably going to have a job almost every year, depending on where they are, maybe a bridge quarterback, whatever, right? I'll concede that. But I'm going to say something that's very controversial, but here it goes. Here it goes. Tua's career and his trajectory, he's going to end up more like a Baker Mayfield than his initial comp coming out, which was a left-handed Drew Brees. You you think I'm nuts. Here's the numbers. They're the same. They're the same quarterback. They're the same quarterback. Like so I, I was nice, and I took out this year for Baker. It's been disastrous. It's been disastrous. Tua is more accurate. We know that, right? Baker's got a couple more yards per game. To his pass ratings higher. Touchdown to pick. Ratio is damn near equal. They're damn near Look right there. The numbers are right there. Damn near equal. I'm just telling you what I see. Right? Obviously, we know to He's going to complete about 4% higher on his pass or on his uh, completion percentage. We know that. He's more accurate. But Baker's more pushed the ball down the field guy. He's got more yards. 
to his pass rating? Higher, yes. But it's not insane. It's not Patrick Mahomes level. It's not top 10 level. Touchdown to pick ratio is almost identical. It's almost identical. You think I'm, you think I'm crazy when I say two is going to end up more like Baker, but right there's the numbers. You take a look. You look at it. Almost the same. Kind of small, not very athletic. Average arm. Baker's is slightly better. No, I like to his maturity, and I think that's why he's going to be slightly better than Baker Mayfield. But I think he's going to be closer to Baker's career trajectory than his initial comp, Drew Brees. And so what that takes us to is a game of this or that, Tua, Tagovailoa edition. Let's start with Baker. So Baker Mayfield or Tua? I would take Tua slightly, right? Like I yes. said, the numbers are very equal. They're very, very similar. But I would still take Tua. First of all, he's younger. I think he does... I, he's more accurate, which I think is I think is more valuable than having a massive arm. Now, you do have to have the arm. Sure. But I think accuracy will keep you in the league longer and make you more competitive for longer. I think so, too, yeah. So I will take Tua slightly, plus... All, everything involves system and everything. I don't know where Baker's going to be in five years. And you avoid the drama with Tua, too. Right. And if Tua does stay in Miami, which that's basically all I can assume right now, because he's been good enough where they'll probably give him another year or two, I would imagine, yeah. at least. With Mike McDaniel, those weapons. So I would take Tua for the next five years. Agree. 100%. Okay. Next one. Uh, we got Jalen Hurts. See, I would take Jalen. I think Jalen is special at something. I don't think Tua is special at anything. I think he's accurate enough to be an NFL quarterback. But so are a lot of people. So is almost every quarterback in the NFL, especially the top end of the league. Jalen is special with his legs, and I think his leadership is unmatched. I think he's probably one of the best leaders at, at the quarterback position in the game, so I'll take Jalen. How about Kirk Cousins or Tua? See, I'll take Tua slightly. I think they're very much on the same plane, right? Both are accurate. Both are going to be grown-ups in the room, can learn the system, can distribute the ball to playmakers. Um, but I think Tua, first of all, he's younger. Right now he's more cheap. And I think going forward, he'll probably be a little bit cheaper as well because if you if you're telling me that he's worth forty five million, I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you you're, you're crazy. Yeah, he'll probably get a tag somewhere around thirty thirty five, which going forward with the cap going up will be a lesser cap hit than Kirk has been throughout his career. Um, and I think Tua will age pretty pretty well, um, assuming he doesn't continue to get hurt. But I do like his accuracy; that ages pretty well. I'll go Tua slightly. All right, this one is interesting when it comes to leading a team. How about Jared Goff or Tua? See, the next five years, I'll go Tua. Okay. Right now, the next if you tell me the next two, I'd probably go Jared Goff. It's close. It's what about really, the kickstarting kick kick organization? Does start, that change start your answer ground at all? Zero? Yes. Depends what my organization is. I would still go Tua slightly. Okay, so you like Tua. Younger, more accurate. Also, both get flustered with pressure like a lot of NFL quarterbacks do. I, you know, I hate when people hold that against somebody for their entire career. Yeah, so does everybody. If you got 300-pound men hitting you, that's going to be a problem. But two is slightly better under pressure than Jared Goff is. You can see him go, you'll see him go on the road like two to England and just completely unravel. Yes. Tua can at least hold his own in those games. Um, so I'll take Tua slightly. Okay, how about Tua or Dak Prescott? Everybody thinks I'm a Dak hater. I'll take Dak for the next five years. I think Dak is a, re- I think he's a much better leader. He's got a bigger presence, bigger in the room. He's been the, the Dallas Cowboys quarterback that has... That's like that's a resume, right? That, that yeah. you're putting that on your resume, you know, like that's a big time Bold job. Hold and underline that one. That's a big time job. That's big time pressure, and he's handled it pretty well. They win the division, or at least competing for it every single year. Um, a lot of double digit win seasons. Like I said, 
I only have a problem when people try to put Dak in like the top eight. That's mm-hmm. where I have my problem. I think Dak is every bit of a top 12 quarterback, probably 10 or 11. Um, so I will take him over Tua, yeah. Okay. Uh, how about Justin Herbert or Tua? I think Herbert, it's not, it's not really all that close. He's a bigger, stronger athlete. Uh, he's got a better arm. I think, I mean, winning is here there. I think he contributes to winning more than Tua. Regardless of what their actual quarterback records are, I think he contributes to winning more than Tua, so I will take Justin Herbert. All right. Uh, a younger guy here, Trevor Lawrence, kind of breaking out, or Tua? Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, I, I, he's, a, he's a physical specimen. He might be the most talented quarterback in the league. Like, seriously. Even over Mahomes, Herbert, Allen. Like, Allen would be close, but he's what? He's like 6'6", 240, moves, big arm. Yeah, they don't, like, just, they don't just make him like that. No, they don't make him like that. He's a freak of nature. I'll take Trevor Lawrence for the next time. 10 years all right now this one is interesting brock purdy or tua no this is five years out you'll think i'm crazy i think it's coin flip let me sell you on brock purdy so the system that purdy's in is nuts right the talent's crazy not that tua doesn't have that because he does it's it's basically the same system but i think kyle runs it a little bit better than mike medano basically because it is kyle's system right and and the talent is good on both sides but brock has been slightly more accurate doesn't push the ball as much. His yards per game are, are less than two. But he, again, he's a rookie coming in in towards the end of the season. So he's not expected to push the ball as much. Brock's pass rating's higher. The touchdown-interception ratio is the same. And he's way cheaper. It's interesting. It's very interesting because... Look, see, I, I think it's a coin flip, so I'll play devil's advocate. I think it's... I, I'll take Brock Purdy. That I think it's crazy. You, well, you think it's crazy. Look at the stats. Slightly more accurate. He's not going to throw the ball. And I'm looking at him right here. He's more accurate. Does not can throw for as many yards, but again, who knows going forward if they're going to allow him to push the ball a little bit more. But in Kyle's system, he doesn't want the, the quarterback to be some crazy Patrick Mahomes slinging yes. the ball. That's why Jimmy G fits in so well. That's why Jimmy G, that's why Brock does fit in well. Brock's pass rating is higher, and the touchdown to interception ratio is the same, almost. And he's cheaper. It, it, he is a lot cheaper. Um, oh, Man. You think it's crazy? I don't think... It's just, he, the thing with... It's close. I'll tell you, it's close. A lot of people will say Tua. Yeah. I'll go Brock. I'll be different. All right. I like I it. Um, I mean, the, the 49ers are just, I don't think it, they're a very they're a non-quarterback specimen. dependent offense. Yeah, the whole know, team is a specimen. I, I think overall Purdy is showing out. And when you can get uh, the approval, a stamp of approval from a George Kittle. Oh, yeah. Uh, George and, Kittle's and a big work. fan. Oh, yeah. That's a, that's another one to a, a resume builder there. That's a, that's a reference you, you probably want in the NFL. For sure. For sure. Um, but, guys, that is all we have for you today. Uh, make sure you go check out the newsletter. Subscribe on our website, theissuesports.com. And then you can find all of our links to our social media and other platforms where the show is all from the link in the description below. So wherever you are watching or listening to this, just go down to the description. All the links are there for you. Guys, thanks for listening. And that was The Issue.